Today on the show, I will talk about how to vibrate your intentions to prepare you for the new year. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Please share it with a friend. If you know someone that you think would enjoy it, please share it with them. Help me spread the word. Also, you can help support the podcast by making a donation. Normally, I travel around giving workshops around the world and charging a fee for this. Here I am providing this content to you for free. All I ask is that you make a contribution, a small donation, whatever you feel that you've gotten out of the podcast. It could be the price of a yoga class or more, whatever you'd like to give. Go to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button. And please help support me and this podcast. And thank you for all those who have already made a contribution. You can also support the podcast by visiting the podcast merch shop. I've taken quotes from some of my writing and put them on coffee mugs, shirts, and other objects to help remind you of your inner power. Go to the podcast website, thestoryofmepodcast.com, and go to the merch page. Also, you can go to the contact page and send me your questions. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, so now let's get to it. Beautiful am I Bountiful am I Blissful am I Why? Beautiful am I Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you, as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. For new listeners, my name is Amarjit Singh, and I am your host. For old listeners, welcome back. It's good to have everyone again. I took a little time off, and now I'm back. I hope everyone had some good holidays, spent some time with family and friends, and got to really take care of yourself to prepare yourself for 2022. A lot has been going on over the this break. We're starting to see this false COVID narrative fall apart. In fact, the other day, the CDC director said that over 75% of COVID deaths that occurred happened to people with at least four comorbidities. Uh, which is pretty significant, meaning that the death rate from COVID, or at least with COVID, was <laughs> very low. Uh, maybe a bad flu season, but the flu disappeared that year anyway. So we're starting to see this unravel. Yeah, how much longer can they continue with this system of booster shots until they're on the, the 10th shot or whatever it is? And something very interesting, which has had a tremendous effect on dismantling this false COVID narrative, 
is on episode 1757 of the Joe Rogan podcast. Dr. Robert Malone was on, and he is one of the inventors of the mRNA vaccine technology. And he talked about one of the guests that was on my podcast, Dr. Matthias Desmet. And I highly recommend this episode, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, and also episode 46 of my podcast where I interviewed Dr. Desmet. And he was brought up by Dr. Malone on the podcast. And since then, there's been a lot of uh, talk about mass formation and this psychological crisis. And it's quite interesting because there's been a lot of manipulation of this term and the search results on YouTube and Google when you try to research mass formation because they're trying to fight back because this has opened up many people's eyes to understand the truth that maybe they were under a spell and it's time to wake up and look at the facts. And so this was a very powerful episode, uh, uh, episode 46, and also the Joe Rogan podcast. I highly recommend this one, episode 1757 with Dr. Robert Malone. I think this is really a, a positive break for the side of the citizens fighting the psychological war. There's still a lot of push for this vaccine passport in France, and I think in Italy now they have it. I don't know how I'm going to ever go to Italy again uh, unless I stay at a friend's house or something, because I will be unable to go into a hotel. So we still have to continue to push back with this, but it's quite interesting that there has been a lot of disruption of this narrative. And I, I highly recommend these two episodes to catch up with what's going on so that you could really understand it. And uh, and hopefully Dr. Desmit will also be on the Joe Rogan podcast at some time in the future. Uh, he's a very important person in this this uh, situation we're going through because he's been able to really analyze it, I think, in a very clear way that has brought uh, understanding to many people. And hopefully this will really break the spell so we don't get into this uh, totalitarian world view that is starting to encompass many countries. Okay, so now let's look at today's episode. I figured now we're in the new year, uh, 2022. Uh, we're into the future, right? In the 70s and 80s, to think of 2022, it's starting to sound like the future. All right, so at this point, people make their New Year's resolutions, right? We all make these resolutions, uh, things that we want to change or to emphasize in our life, to make our life more enjoyable. And often people approach this in, in the wrong way. And so today what I thought I would do is try to give you some support and ways to look at this to help you maintain your intentions, maintain your perspective or your efforts 
because we often get very discouraged. And this is because we focus on the wrong thing. And we make happiness the path. And you can look at the episode I did called Why Happiness is Not the Path. And this is episode 39. Because what happens is we, we, we put our focus or we put our intention on finding happiness. And this is the wrong perspective because what it does is it, it sets us up for failure because happiness is temporary. What is happiness? But it's a response to a feeling, a judgment. You know, we talk about judgments. Uh, we judge things and, and, we judge that it's going to be very bad and we start to feel bad or we judge that it's very good and we start to feel good. But they're both judgments. They're both ways of putting our attention on the sensations. And we talked about this in almost every episode about sensations, which are just vibrations, right? Your body is a trillion cells vibrating very fast to produce this visual component that looks solid which we call you, right? And each vibration causes a sensation. And when we perceive something from one of our senses that we don't like, we have this aversion towards it. This aversion then creates a sensation, and this sensation is created through the psychology, through your opinion or your judgment of it. And then depending on which aspect of the psychology it is, it resides in some particular area of the framework of the body, right? And we talked about this. You can go look at uh, other episodes where I talked about how to heal yourself. And this really got into this in in great detail if you want to understand this uh, more thoroughly. But what we're doing is we perceive something from one of the senses and then we react to it based on our karma, based on our history, based on uh, our ideas that are going on in our life at this moment. And we have some either aversion or desire for it. Then we try to either cling to this sensation, if it's a desired sensation, we try to feed it in some way, or if it's a negative sensation, we try to have aversion towards it. And they're both attachments. And they're both temporary. Any sensation is temporary. It will change. The good sensations will change into the bad sensations will change, but they're all fleeting because they're temporary. And they're not you. They're not the truth. And when we identify with them, this is how we get into false identification. And this is also really a big part of addiction, right? We're not content with the way we feel, and so we want to change it. We want to manage how we feel. We do this through drugs, alcohol, television, eating when we're not hungry, all these things to try to change the way we feel, to manage our sensations and to distract us from these sensations or to feed into these desired sensations. So going back to this idea of making happiness your goal, well, what happens? Happiness is just a reaction from the sensation, right? Just a reaction from your senses. 
you see something that you like and it makes you happy, or you feel something you like and it makes you happy, but that happiness is temporary. It's just a vibration. It's not the true you. And so when we identify with the sensation, whether it's a good sensation or a bad sensation, so to speak, it's just something temporary. It's not you. And if you're putting this attention on it where you're identifying with it and you're reacting to it, then you're going to suffer. And this is the foundation of Buddhism, really is this attachment to these sensations, attachment to this reaction. And how you react is what keeps you tied to your karma. It keeps you tied to your habit patterns. And so you go to the gym or the yoga center in January, and you see it's packed with people who have their New Year's resolutions, say, I want to have a better life. I want to be healthier mentally, physically. And they go. And then they go January, maybe February. And how about May or June? How crowded is the gym or the yoga center then compared to January? Well, it's less crowded. Why? What happens that people get discouraged? What is the reason? Why do they change their behavior and are unable to follow through with their New Year's resolutions or their intentions? And often it's because they made happiness the path. Even if they don't consciously say, I want to be happier, they feel that, okay, if I do this stuff, it's going to make me happier. It's going to make me have a better life. And again, anything that changes is temporary, is, is not you. And if you put your satisfaction or you put your uh, focus on anything temporary, you're going to suffer because eventually it's going to change. And so with this idea of happiness being the path, well, you go to the gym or you go to the yoga center or whatever it is for you, you start eating healthier, you start uh, living a better life, changing some habits, and then you start to do well and you start to feel good. So by the end of January, you've got three, four weeks into this, and you're saying, oh, I feel good. My life is going good. I've made some good changes. This feels great. I'm happy. I'm content. And you get into February, the same thing, things are going well. And all of a sudden, maybe mid-February, the end of February, something bad happens. You have some turmoil in your life. You lose your job, a partner uh, breaks up with you, or some other uh, problem in your life that doesn't seem very good. And you start to feel discouraged. He said, what happened? I was doing well one day, I was happy, and now I'm not. I'm failing. And so this self-doubt starts to grow within. You start to feel that maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I don't deserve to be happy. Maybe my life is just too much of a mess. Maybe I have too many problems. Maybe, maybe, maybe I don't deserve this. And so this is the discouragement that happens when you make happiness the path because it's bound to change. There's days that are unhappy. You know, when you're a yogi or when you're having a good life, 
It doesn't mean that all your problems go away. It doesn't mean that there are not going to be any unhappy days. But what it does mean is that you should be better equipped to deal with them. Because it's not what happens to you that determines your life, it's how you react to it. And so how are you reacting to it? Well, you're getting discouraged quite easily because you're not happy and you're starting to have this self-doubt and then you start to miss one day here, two days there in the gym or the yoga center and you start to have uh, some unhealthy lifestyle changes, whether it's food or alcohol or drugs or whatever it is, and you slowly fall into the old habit patterns. And this is what happens when you identify with the sensations. So what is the path? The path is self-awareness. The path is self-realization. The path is self-expression. This is the focus. And I can tell you that the path to self-awareness and self-expression is not always the easiest path. It's not always the happiest path. But it does create the environment to give you a more balanced life. Because then you realize that all these temporary things that are happening in your life are just that. They're just temporary. That you don't need to react to it in such a strong way. You don't need to identify with it. Just observe it. What is happening? Observe it. Observe what your natural inclination is to these experiences and say, okay, this is my habit pattern. When this happens, I want to do this. And whatever behavior that is, is what perpetuates your habit patterns. It's okay to have these feelings and impulses based on these feelings of self-doubt and failure, but reacting to them is the issue. When you react to them, what you're saying is that they are me, that these sensations are creating impulses that are so strong that I have to submit to them. And this is when you identify with your thoughts, your thoughts of that are saying you're a failure, your thoughts that are saying that you're no good or that you don't deserve to be happy. And when you identify with them, then you react to them. And your reaction is what's keeping you tied to these habit patterns. Because you're identifying with these false identifications, these false temporary things that are not you. And this is what trying to follow a path of happiness does, is it puts you into the perspective of focusing on the temporary. And what you want to do is focus on the permanent. And the permanent is the true self the self beyond the impulses, the self beyond these habit patterns. And this is the true self that is the creative consciousness and focus on the self-expression. What is your self-expression and what is preventing you from expressing yourself fully? This is the focus. Yeah, it may be make you happy at times, but really it goes deeper than that. What it does is it brings contentment. It brings satisfaction. It brings perspective of your purpose in life. And once we have a purpose in life, once we understand this purpose and are able to live it, 
we feel that we are connected. We feel vibrant. We feel fully engaged. And this is one of the problems with depression and uh, maybe not finding your path or losing your way in your path is that you don't feel purposeful. You don't feel engaged. You feel disconnected. And this is the result of being disconnected from yourself. And so the focus should be then on connecting to the true self, not the impulses, not the fleeting sensations, but what's beneath this, what is beyond this. And this is a big issue with uh, making happiness the path. And again, you can look at the episode I did on this. But today I wanted to get into then, once we get past this idea of not making happiness the path is, what's left? How do we keep our focus? And there's many things that are contributing to this, like self-love. And you can go and look at the episode I I did about self-love, because many people think it's about discipline. I think I just need more discipline. I need discipline to do this. I need discipline to do that. And discipline is only necessary when you don't understand your truth, when you don't understand your purpose in life, and when self-love is absent. What is discipline? But the battle between one tendency and another. But if you really examine this closer, it's the tendency that is much deeper than we think. We think it's a tendency of Okay, being uh, able to force my energy to do this or to be lazy and not do that, right? We think this is, or to eat healthy or to go to the yoga center, to the gym, whatever it is, and we think we're battling one tendency over another. And we are, but it's not the tendency that you are thinking about. Because truly, the, the fight is deeper than this. It's a battle between self-love and self-hate. Because think about this. Do you ever need discipline to do something that's harmful to you? Do you need discipline to eat bad? Do you need discipline to engage in bad habits? No. But you need discipline to do things that are good for you. Why is that? It's because discipline is just this proxy fight for self-love. And so the focus should be not on discipline, but doing things to love yourself. And once you're able to focus this, then you can say, okay, well, what do I want to do and how do I make it happen? And this is about learning how to vibrate your intentions. If you've ever taken a Vipassana meditation course, you've probably heard or read this uh, phrase, Continuity of practice is the secret to success. Work diligently, persistently, you are bound to be successful. What does this mean? How can we use this to focus our attention, to focus our intentions, to vibrate what we want to get from life? We can look at this in a very superficial way and say, okay, I understand this. The more if I am consistent and I keep doing the same behavior, I'm going to eventually succeed. 
this uh, persistence will pay off. And this is something that we can all agree upon and say, okay, I understand this. But what if we look at this just a little deeper? Continuity of practice is the secret to success. How can we look at this in a deeper level? Is again, going back to you are atoms that are constantly vibrating. And everything you do creates a unique vibration. Every action, word, thought, feeling creates a vibration. And these vibrations create impulses, create feelings. And these feelings bring up experiences or or you relate experiences from your past to these and you react. So we can say that the totality of your vibration, when aligned with your intentions, will get results, right? If we can make this vibration the intention to create this intention through this vibration, then we will be vibrating our intentions. And so we need to create this vibration in your life to encompass your intentions. And it's not just one aspect of your life or a set of actions that does this, but it's your entire life. This is every aspect of your life needs to be in alignment with your intention. You can't be one way and go home and be another way. You have to learn to be consistent. The same way if you're hot and you turn a fan on and the the blade of the fan only goes around one time, well, you're not going to be cooled by this fan. It needs to continuously go around so that the air eventually will hit you and you'll start to be cooled down. The same thing with this vibration. You have to consistently vibrate your intentions to start to connect to to the outside world, to the external world. So your vibration can be adjusted through your actions. So you prepare your actions to vibrate your intentions, right? We need to align our physical form with the subtle vibrations within. This is what yoga does. It aligns your breath, your prana, with your vital energy and this flow of vitality through you to increase your power, your connection to your higher self, right? You're like an antenna, and you need to perfect this instrument, which is your body and your mind, so that it can attract your consciousness, which is not localized, but it is this collective consciousness that we all tap into. To do this, you have to create this lifestyle around your intention to learn how to let go of these attachments to your reactions. So when these sensations come up that cause you to start to feel insufficient, not good enough, you have to just understand, okay, it's okay that I feel this, and the mind is telling me that I'm not good enough, but it doesn't mean I need to react to it. I can still go beyond this thought. And this is letting go of this false identification. And whatever you consume is what you're going to vibrate, whether it's the environment that you're in, if it's a quiet, peaceful environment or a chaotic environment, the food that you consume, 
the sounds that you hear, the thoughts that come in and out of your mind and your mouth, all these contribute to your vibration. And so you want to learn how to center yourself, as we say in yoga, to create this inner vibration that projects outward. And you need to train the mind to become aware of the subtle. And to learn how to not react to these sensations, but experience them. And have this intention of this self-expression. I want to express myself. I want to live this type of life and then be that. You know, I, I counsel people all the time that are looking to have a healthy relationship. Maybe they're trying to get out of one or to find another one. And they say, I want a healthy relationship. But when I talk to them, you see that they're not living in a healthy way. They're not speaking up in relationships about what they're experiencing. They're not sharing their intimacy with this person. They're not being really authentic. Yet they're wanting an authentic relationship. And so I tell them, what kind of relationship do you want? You want one where that partner will share how they feel with you in a nice way and will give you the space to share how you feel with them and your life. And the only way to get this is to be this type of person. Because if you encounter this type of person and you're not this person, they're not going to be content. They're not going to be satisfied. And the same with everything. Be that person that you want to be. Stop waiting for something to just happen. You need to be this person. Whatever you want, you need to learn how to be it. And this is really the power of mantra, right? This is how mantras work. We, we chant a particular mantra that has, for example, a mantra to open the heart. Like I said, all these psychological uh, manifestations reside in the framework of the body. And when we think about how we feel about ourselves, if it isn't positive, if it's this negativity of not feeling good, well, this is the sensation we're creating because those thoughts create a sensation. And then how do we feel this love? Because we're overwhelmed by sensations of negativity. But if instead you chant a mantra that opens the heart, you start to feel this vibration in the time that you're chanting it. And if you build up the subtle awareness of how this feels, you start to connect to it. And then you can start to make this part of you. Because everything that you desire, everything that you could ever imagine you want, is within you. But the problem is if you're searching for it externally, is because you don't feel it internally. And so by chanting a mantra or by thinking a particular way or behaving a particular way, it creates these sensations that help us recognize how this feeling is, and then we are able to find it externally. And so this is the thing, is to become this person that you want to be. So whatever it is that you want to be, if you say, okay, I want to be a writer, well, then live like a writer. How would a successful writer live? I want to be a yoga teacher. I want to be an artist. Whatever it is, think about this image, this archetype of how the perfect person doing this would live and start to live this. And any way that 
makes it difficult for you to start to look at this. Well, why is it difficult for me to fulfill this aspect of it? What is it about me that is resisting this? And the more you can do this, you start to bring out your own personality. You start to bring out your own self-expression through this. And it just takes consistency, not being discouraged. But you need to learn to create awareness of the totality of you through your vibrations. And then cultivate this physical and mental silence so that you can connect to the subtle. This stillness allows you to tune yourself into the subtle. Then use this continuity to align yourself with your intentions. And when you're able to do this, you are bound to be successful. Bound to be successful. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Please, again, help support the show by rating, reviewing the program on iTunes, also sharing it with a friend. If you know someone that you think would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. And also, please make a donation. Help support me through this podcast by going to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button and make a contribution. Show me that you're enjoying the podcast. Until the next time, from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Why?